0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lever. Terry, how are you
1: tonight? Doing pretty good, man. What's going on?
0: Not too much. Uh, We got a few things to talk about tonight. We will kind of give our reaction to the Titans not doing anything at the line. Then we'll talk a little bit about Titans practice today, Thursday. Uh, talk about the injury report uh, for both teams, and then we'll give kind of our thoughts on the Cowboys. Before we do that, remind you we write from CityMiracles dot com. Uh, you can follow us there. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Jim Morrison CM. Terry's at T Lambert FB. You can get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search out Locked On Titans, and you can find us there. Subscribe to the show. You'll get the newest episodes as soon as they are available. All right. So last time we did a show was Monday night. And we were talking about all the possibilities that you know were for the trade deadline, and there were all these receivers that were going to be available. And there's no way the Titans could not do anything, and they had to get in on one of these guys, and blah blah blah. And then, of course, it turned out that they didn't do anything. Um, you know, uh, the report came out. I think it was Koharski that said that John Robinson talked to seven teams, so he tried really hard. So that was good, but um, in the end, wasn't able to get anything done. Uh, you know, as far as the receivers went, Deshaun Jackson ended up staying put, obviously. Demarius Thomas went to the Texans for a fourth. Golden Tate went to the Eagles for a third. Uh, you know, I mean, I, listen, I, I'm fine with not wanting to give up a fourth for Demarius Thomas. I mean, I, I do not Demarius Thomas would, would be an upgrade to this roster, no doubt. I heard, I think it was Kaharski, with that one day saying that, well, how does Demarius Thomas really help him? Well, he helps him because he's a competent NFL receiver, and they don't really have any of those. Um, and to the point that you made the other night, I mean, he's better than Cam Batson, right? So, um, but you know, so whatever there, I mean, I, whatever, uh, I think I'd give up a third for Golden Tate. Uh, you probably would want some assurances that you could work, work him into a, a deal to stay here for a couple of years after this year, but he's a guy that would really help your offense. And so, I mean, I think that that would have been a conversation that I would have wanted to be in on. Um, so, I mean, you know, whatever. Uh, I think Deshaun Jackson would have been the guy, if, if he was available, that would have made the most sense and really would have filled the biggest need for this team. But, so, I mean, frustrating that they missed out on other people. And then, again, frustrating, too, that you had two teams in the division with the Jaguars training for Carlos Hyde a couple of weeks ago, and then the Texans going and getting Demaryius Thomas. Frustrating that you had those two teams getting better and then still not doing anything.
1: Yeah, it's... <laughs> I'm, I'm more mad about the whole picture of it. Not necessarily the trade deadline. I understand not wanting to give up picks. Like you said, there's no uh, assurance that Golden Tate's going to, to re-sign with you and then you're out of third and he could hit free agency. I totally get that. Same with Demarius Thomas, getting older receivers, giving up picks. This team still has a lot of needs outside of receivers. So John Robinson's going to value that. Already giving up the six-round pick for Correa. Understand all that. What you can't do, you can't keep the status quo, in my opinion. I, I, I think we know who these Titans receivers are at this point. It's not getting better. In in fact, it's getting worse. Uh, you're seeing Marks Mariota playing at a decent level. Uh, certainly isn't lighting the world on fire, and he's had his mistakes along the way, but he's played well enough to win at least two, maybe even three more ball ballgames, uh, and you don't have the decency to give him any more help. So uh, I mean I, I'm just I'm not asking for a lot I, I'm asking for something you know go kick the tires on a Terrell Pryor maybe they did we don't know but do something uh, you know at this point Jeremy Macklin, uh, he's got to be better than than perhaps Tayvon Taylor uh, so it, I I don't know it, it just it, it's a frustrating feeling it's a helpless feeling um, imagine how Marcus Mariota feels right now um, he, he'd never say it but. It's just got to be disheartening for him, knowing what he's coming back to. So these receivers have to grow up in a hurry. We've said it all summer, and it just hasn't happened yet.
0: They, I, I mean, I don't. They couldn't have kicked the tires on Trump. Or, I mean, unless he's not healthy. But if, if they wanted him, he'd want to come here over going to Buffalo, right? I would think. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just it, it wouldn't make sense if he had really <laughs> pretty much any other offer uh, than than going there. But yeah, I don't know, man. And again, you know, this is like you said, this is really more of a of a big picture conversation. And you know, the people that were you know just killing John Robinson for not making a deal, and they're out on John Robinson. I mean, saw some people, uh, you know, Titans Facebook, which is just a, you know, a great group of people, but um, <laughs> saying that John Robinson needs to be fired. I mean, for not make for not making a trade. You know, and like, that stuff's just ridiculous. I mean, I, I think that there it's fair at this point to. Um, to question some of the things that have gone on. And, and we were questioning not adding another receiver back in the spring, even when you had Richard Matthews and Delaney Walker. So, I mean, I, I think that that portion of it is fair. Uh, did he overvalue some of the guys that he has? That kind of thing. I mean, I think all those questions are fair. Um, you know, the whole in, in John Robinson we trust thing, I think, is, has died for me. Somebody asked me on Twitter, you know, on, on Tuesday if that died today. And I said, well, it didn't. Didn't necessarily die today, but it has just—it's—it's it's definitely slowed down, um, and I don't have that—I don't know if blind faith is the right phrase, but I just don't have that anymore, based on kind of how some different things have played out. And um, it, it, the the midday one eighty, Chad Withrow did a did a thing uh, on, I think it was Wednesday, and I, you can go back and look. They have podcasted it, but um, went through all the draft picks, all the free agent and trade acquisitions. Uh, since John Robinson has been here. And, I mean, what it it really boiled down to to me was there haven't been a lot of huge misses. I mean, obviously Kevin Dodd is is the first one that comes to mind, and, and, you know, Malcolm Butler, at least early on this season, those kind of things. There haven't been a lot of huge misses. So, I mean, he's been, you know, average. He's obviously better than Rustin Webster. But I think that's the biggest thing that we maybe lost sight of a little bit is Rustin Webster was so bad that anybody was going to come in and be a little bit better and so maybe we just thought that the beginning of this whole John Robinson thing was better than it was because he was better than Rusty Webster.
1: Yeah, he's been average. I mean, let's face it. I don't think you can say anything else. Uh, they, the team's improved, but you know, really, they only had one way to go, but up. Um, so I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious where aggressive John Robinson has gone. You know, he just doesn't. Two years in the job, he didn't seem like a guy that was going to sit still. Uh, we saw him in the draft. He he wanted two players: Rashawn Evans, Harold Landry. He gave up picks and went and got those two players. Uh, you know, you saw him trade for Demarco Murray. It was the first thing he did. Uh, I, I just uh, I wonder why this is different. Uh, I just wonder if he's trusting his evaluation of his players, um, and if so, how can he possibly do that after watching the tape of the first half of the season? So. I man, I, I want to be enthused about this team. I, I want to be excited to watch the Titans play again, but I'm just not. You know, like, like we said a couple of weeks ago, the Titans just aren't very much fun to watch. It seems like a constant offensive struggle. I'm just tired of that. So Marcus Mariota has to be tired of that too. I don't know how you give Mariota a fair evaluation when you put this around him uh, because, you know, if you add two or three wins to his record – the The entire thought of Marcus Mariota is totally different right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And unfortunately, <laughs> he's not going to get that. And so we're going to have to just just kind of see how the rest of this year goes. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just it, it's, it's tough to be optimistic now because you just feel like the ceiling for this team is, I, I don't know, I feel like it's eight and eight. I feel like that's the ceiling. And so, when you get into a situation like that, it's just it's not really a fun it's not really a fun place to be. Um, so we'll we'll see how it all plays out, and maybe some of these guys can step up. But it just feels like we've been saying that for weeks. It's like last year when you know every week Mike Mullarkey came out and said you know that we missed a couple of things, we're this close. Once we put it all together, we're going to be really good. And just that was kind of the story every week. And I mean, obviously, you know they ended up making the playoffs with we a playoff game and all that stuff. But they never they never, never seem to put it together. That's just what it feels like with this group of pass catchers. Like, every week there's just something, and, you know, it's a drop or a bad route or whatever it is, and then, you know, the next week it's something kind of kind of the same but kind of different, and so it just doesn't ever, I don't know, it just doesn't ever all come together. And, it's, and like I said, it's just hard to have faith at this point that it actually will. So, anyway. All right, we'll talk about the uh, injury report here in just a second. Before we do that, we're going to tell you about Swap.com. Swap.com is the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Uh with swap.com, you save up to 90% on retail over your retail your favorite retail brands like Carter's, Nike, J Crew and Gap. Um, you're buying clothes for yourself or your kids, you know how ridiculous prices can be. Uh, on swap.com, you don't have to worry about that. Really cheap stuff, hand hand inspected quality items, so you're not getting you're not getting anything that's not in good shape. Um you get they got new stuff going on every day, so you go there, you can check it out. Something doesn't fit you can send it back for free within 30 days so there's a lot of cool stuff um, that they have going on there uh, special offer for our listeners you get 35% off of select items on your first order with the promo code locked on and like there's new stuff going on there every day so you look today if you don't find anything you like go back and look tomorrow they're gonna have tons of new stuff going up there so again check out swapcom use the promo code locked on for 35 percent off select items on your first order mm-hmm.
1: Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts.
0: So the Titans were back on the practice field, I guess, officially today for the first time um, since the game in London. Um, and they're getting pretty close to being healthy. Uh, Derrick Mann is the only guy that did not practice. Corey Davis was limited in practice with a hamstring. Josh Klein was limited with an ankle. And then Will Compton, Quentin Spain, Kenny Vaccaro. Those guys all practice in full. Um, the Corey Davis thing, it's, it sounds like maybe it's just a little bit of a maintenance thing with him. Um, somebody from the media, and I can't remember who it was now, said that when the, for the open portion of practice, he was out there and looked like he was running full speed. So maybe they just held him back a little bit. You know, They've, they've done that from time to time, even going all the way back to training camp. Uh, so I don't, I don't think any, any real cause for concern there. Um, because, you know, as, as, as not good as Corey Davis has been, you know, overall this season, to think about this group without him out there um, is even more scary, but uh, it's like he should be okay. But, you know, they're, they're as healthy as they're going to be, um, you know, for the season. Obviously, Lane Walker's not coming back, but other than that, everybody seems like they're pretty good to go, minus, the, minus Derek Morgan. I don't think he's going to play, but, you know, I, I guess one positive thing here is that you know, they're, they're pretty much healthy for this point in the season.
1: Yeah, I think getting Josh Klein back in the lineup is a big deal. Um, just looking back through some of the some of the Chargers tape, Corey Levin did not have a good good game against them. Uh, even though the, the run game kind of got going there, uh, Levin was not the reason why. So Josh Klein getting back in the lineup, hopefully, uh, that's going to be a big deal. I, I think, uh, and then Kenny Vaccaro, uh, just getting him in and Kendrick Lewis out. Uh, Kendrick Lewis gave up another another bomb against the Chargers. Just bringing some sort of stability to that back end again uh, is, is going to help. Uh, obviously, Amari Cooper now on the other side, which we'll get into a little bit. Uh, going to face Malcolm Butler quite a bit. Going to need all the safety help you can get. Uh, I'm sure the Cowboys are licking their chops trying to get their new toy involved in that offense quickly.
0: Yeah, getting Kendrick Lewis off the field, I think, is a, is a big deal. I don't think he really needs to be on an NFL roster. Um, and so, yeah, if we can get Vicaro back. And, and, I mean, they said that Beccaro was close before. Um, it was really just kind of a mobility thing. He had, had the brace on the elbow, but hopefully he's, uh, you know, a little bit more healthy at this point. The Cowboys had quite a few guys mispractice today. Tavon Austin, Randy Gregory, Zach Martin, Jeff Swaim, and Joe Thomas. Uh, David Irving, very talented defensive lineman for them, got hurt in practice today. And ended up getting carted off. Now, some people are saying that he still has a chance to play. Seems weird they'd cart a guy off on Thursday and he'd be back on Monday night. But, you know, that would be obviously a good thing for the Titans if he wasn't able to go. Um, And then Zach Martin, uh, you know, the the talented rookie that they have there, I'm pretty sure he he missed the last game. So, you know, I, I mean, maybe they're a little bit banged up. Maybe that's something that the Titans can take advantage of.
1: Yeah, I mean, Zach Martin is one of the best offensive linemen in the league. So anytime you can uh, get him out of the lineup, there's obviously a huge advantage for Tennessee. Um, you know, the ESPN Nation Cowboy site says that there's a, a decent chance that he might play. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, that would obviously be a, a huge boost to Dallas. Uh, you know, what do they want to do? Ezekiel Elliott, they want to give him 25 carries. I think the Cowboys can run the ball on the Titans. I don't, I'm just not. Like we said all the time, we're not real impressed with uh, the Titans' run D. Uh, so getting Martin back in the lineup would be a big deal for the Cowboys, uh, who I think are just going to try and ground and pound the Titans all day. Yeah, Zach Martin, not a rookie, my bad. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's obviously – I mean, that's
0: been their game plan all along um, for, for the Cowboys this season. So um, we'll, we'll get into that here in just a sec. So coming up after the break, we will get into a little bit of the Dallas talk and finish this show. Yeah, so I mean, on offense, it's pretty clear what Dallas is trying to do here. Like you said, they're gonna they're gonna run the ball. I mean, that's kind of what their offense has been built on this year. But then you know, they traded a first round pick for Amari Cooper last week, and you know, a lot of a lot of talk about them giving up a first round pick for him. And so now you've got a home game on a Monday night. You know, all the nation watching, all that stuff. I think there's no doubt they're going to try to get him involved. Not only that, but who they're gonna to throw to? Cole Beasley instead of Amari Cooper. So they don't. There's not a whole lot of options over there. So I mean, he's gonna get a bunch of targets in this game. Um, you know, I don't know how the Titans will try to go about matching up on him. Uh, you know, the Titans faced Amari Cooper at, at the first game of the season last year, and he had a bunch of targets in that game. I think he had a touchdown, but Adore Jackson held up pretty well on him for for the most part. That was his first start. Um, you know, as a rookie, so. Uh, if they can if they can get him matched up on a Dory, I'll feel pretty good about it. If you've got Malcolm Butler out there running around with him, you know that's that's a little bit scary. But I, I don't know. I just don't. I don't think Dak Prescott is that good. Uh, I haven't been impressed with him. You know, all that impressed with him going back to his day at Mississippi State. I mean, he's obviously a, he's obviously a solid player, but he's not a team that's really, he's not a guy that's really going to put a team on his back. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I retweeted the the PFF thing today where all their guys picked the Cowboys. Um, we talked about the line in the last show, you know, being six and a half or whatever it is, being a little bit higher than we thought it would be. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that this is a game that the Titans can keep close. I mean, Zeke will probably have a good game. They're going to give him a bunch of touches. But I just don't – I don't know. I, I don't see the Cowboys putting up a ton of points in this game just because the Titans' defense overall has been pretty good, especially in the red zone. So, I, I mean, the, the Titans, the Titans may lose, but I just don't think it's going to be – I don't know. I don't think it's going to be about
1: a touchdown. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm on record saying that as well. I, what I'm concerned about, you know, you load the box up, you go eight in the box, seven in the box to stop Zeke. I'm concerned about Amari Cooper getting free deep, uh, matched up one on one. That just adds an, another layer to, to this Cowboys offense that they hadn't had. And I felt a lot better about this game before they, they got Amari. And who knows? Um, how much of the playbook Amari will know, how much they're willing to even play him. But still, when you consider the upgrade that he is, what uh, he's playing over Alan Hearns and, and Michael Gallup. Uh, so that's a, that's a huge deal. Uh, so they, they got a lot better, paid a lot for him. Glad the Titans didn't do that. Uh, but they got a lot better immediately at the, at the position. So it's going to be interesting to see how they use him right off the bat. Just wondering if they attack deep with him, how much uh, run Malcolm Butler gets on him. That's obviously uh, a spot where where you could attack deep. But, yeah, I'm with you on Dak. He's just kind of there. You know, I I don't really have a strong opinion one way or the other. I think he's just kind of an average to below average quarterback right now. Um, Similar to Marcus Mariota in that he doesn't have a lot around him. Uh, But the one thing they do have going is that run game. Uh, And I – I think the Cowboys, it, it, gun to my head, I, I'd probably pick the Cowboys to win in a close one here uh, just because of what they're going to be able to do with Ezekiel Elliott and that offensive line. Yeah, and then their
0: defense is really good too. Um, yeah. you know they, They've been better than I thought they would be. Um, yeah, I think they're, what, 12th or 11th DVOA on the season. Um, really good against a run, 4th DVOA against a run, but only 24th against the pass uh you know sean lee obviously it's you know last year was the guy that kind of made everything go there but they've he's missed a, a game or two this year and they, they've they still held up pretty well uh, obviously they drafted Leighton in to come in and, and help out with that and they've got a talented defensive line so you know i mean this is gonna be an ugly game um i don't the titans are not gonna score a ton of points i mean that probably goes without saying because the titans haven't scored a ton of points except for against the eagles all season long um you know, it's one of those games where if if one of the teams makes a, a a bad turnover, you know, deep in their own territory or something like that, it could it could turn on something like that. And but I mean, I, I don't know. I, again, I just kind of see that being the only way this game gets out of hand. If the Titans, you know, turn the ball over three times, I mean, I could get run out of the building. But otherwise, I think they're going to be able to keep it close. I don't think they're going to score a bunch of points. I don't even know what the what the total is on this game, but i I'm, I'd probably go with the under. Whatever it is, just because I don't know, I just don't, I don't see a path for either team scoring a bunch of points, and you know maybe that's just my bias a little bit towards the Titans. When you look a little bit deeper um, in the in the passing numbers for uh, for the Cowboys defense, they're bad against tight ends and they're bad against running backs in the passing game. They're actually pretty good against receivers. You know, I mean, obviously the Titans don't have a tight end; they can do anything, um, but. Maybe this is a game where Deion Lewis, you know, can catch some passes and make some things happen. I mean, I, I don't know if that's what the what the key is here. But whatever it is, the Titans are going to have to find some kind of spark on offense. And, you know, maybe this is the time Marcus has been practicing without the glove this week. So, you know, hopefully he's back to 100% there. But I don't know. How, how are the Titans going to be able to attack the Dallas defense?
1: Well, I, I kind of have some of the same concerns I had going into the Baltimore game, which is a little scary to say. Uh, Byron Jones is a really good cornerback. Uh, started at, at safety, and they moved him down the corner. He's really awesome. He's a really good player. One of the top, what, three corners in the game right now. Uh, so I'm not going to count on Corey Dettel much in this one, uh, which means Tajay Sharp, Taewon Taylor, whoever's playing at tight end, whether it's Johnnie Smith or Luke Stocker, um, Deion Lewis, they're going to have to step up um maybe davis gets some some reps that that don't go against byron jones but um, he's been outstanding uh has a grade of 90.1 uh per pro football focus so um i think he's going to be able to give davis some fits you know we haven't seen davis win those those big one-on-one matchups yet that's what he was drafted to do he's clearly not just not there yet so i don't know if the titans are going to be able to do much in terms of the passing game at least to the receivers uh, I, I do think it's a spot where you get Deion Lewis involved. Uh, you know, like you said, they're, they're not great against running backs. Uh, Deion Lewis is a guy that they should get, you know, four, five, six screen passes to. Uh, get him in space, throw it on a swing pass, get something uh, moving, just in case Derrick Henry and the run game can't get going. Yeah.
0: So, and that's something that we thought would be, you know, a staple of this offense, and haven't necessarily seen as much as we thought we would. So maybe that's what they do to get it going here. Um, you know, they brought Justin Fowler back, right? So the run game is going to take off, and uh, you know, let's see, <laughs> just like uh, that. It just reminds me of the. I mean, I don't know if you remember this or not, but like you know, Eddie George and Lorenzo Neal, and then they let Lorenzo Neal leave, and Eddie George, you know, just kind of hit that hit that whatever that, that fell off that cliff with all the carries and all that stuff that happens to running backs. And everybody's like, oh, it's because they don't have Lorenzo Neal anymore, you know? So maybe, maybe that's, this is the answer to that. And Justin Fowler really coming and spark things. I don't know. But anyway, like I said, I mean, I'm not, I'm not overly optimistic or pessimistic about this game really. I mean, I can kind of see it going either way. Um, I don't really have a good feel for what this offense is going to be able to do just because week to week, we don't really, they're just so inconsistent. We don't really have any idea. So Monday night football, at least we got that right. Um, uh, you know, it's the we we'll get to watch the Sunday games without having to worry with the Titans. So that's that's a good thing, I guess. But anyway, um, we'll be back here Monday night to to recap it. Um, hopefully, we'll be talking about a big Titans win. And you know, if the if the Titans can win, and you you can see if the Texans stumble this week, uh, you know, I mean, the division's still not out of reach. Um, I, like I say, we can't. You don't necessarily feel good about it at this point. But, um, you know, they're, they're two games back right now, the Texans, and they've got to win over the Texans. So schedule's probably a little bit easier uh, the rest of the year than it has been so far. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's not time to give up on them just yet. But it, like I said, it's just hard to have a lot of confidence in them We kind of reaching the ceiling that maybe we thought they would have at the beginning of the year. Um, anyway, so we'll have more on this game. Check out com You can follow us there. We'll have a bunch of stuff going on. Again, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Jay MCM. Terry's at T. Lambert, FB. Uh, search out the podcast where you get your podcasts search out Locked On Titans so for Terry this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening and we will talk to you again next week
1: thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network but why stop now check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite college team find it right now in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day